0: Hello, hello everyone. Thanks for dropping in. This is Healing Body, Mind, and Soul, and I'm your host, Ariel Asher. Today I have the honor and privilege to connect with my friend Joyce Blue, Joyce and I met several years ago and were fast friends and um, and enjoyed each other's energy when we met at a public speaking association um, uh, convention. And we ended up sitting next to each other and getting to know each other over the course of a week. We got to see lots of speakers and rub elbows with lots of people. and. I knew that I would touch base with, with Joyce again. And sure enough, here she is. The stars are aligned. And finally, we get to be together again, Joyce. How are you?
1: I am excellent. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored to be here with you.
0: Oh, it is a pleasure to be here. Now, I love your energy, Joyce. It, you're, I just really, really like you. And I know that my Listeners are going to get so much value from your story. Can you please tell us a little bit about the empowering work that you do, and what got you into that?
1: Absolutely. So um, I was very blessed when I was young to be born into a family where my father was an entrepreneur. Now um, he, when he was young, he lived in this little town in Missouri and realized at a very young age that um, the only thing to do there was to get drunk and get in fights and he wanted a better life. Oh my. So he hopped a freight train and went to California. Now how anybody got anywhere with no GPS back then I have no idea. But on a
0: freight train, no less. (laughs) Right?
1: It's not like you're asking for directions when you're hopping a freight train. Wow. Um, So anyway, that was back in the early 30s. He joined the CCCs and then eventually became a drill sergeant in the Army. Um, Met and married my mom. And by the time I came along, he was retired. He left the Army, but the Army never really left him. And he had his own auto upholstery business. Wow. So he taught me about money from a really young age. um, And that was just fabulous because many people are not empowered with money because their parents really had no idea. So I was very blessed in that way. Um, And just after my 20th birthday, I got married. Uh, I had about $6,700 in the bank and added my new husband to my account because he didn't have his own. And he was your hubby, why wouldn't that's you, right. right? And that's what you did back then. I was raised in a stable family, so I didn't know the questions to ask like, why don't you have your own bank account? And you know, what do you do? How do you spend your money? And all those other things. So right. very quickly into that journey, I realized I had made a huge mistake. Uh-uh. Um, He was much more interested in partying than in paying the bills. And six months in, uh, we were broke, we were in debt, all the money was gone, and he had become very physically abusive. And so I followed him out onto the driveway one night. This was back before direct deposit, so you actually had to come home with your paycheck. Um, I knew he didn't have time to hurt me. He was on his way to work and actually running a little bit late. So, I was trying to figure out where the money was going to come from, you know, to pay the bills. And um, he got up in my face and he said to me, he said, "Um, You will never leave me. You need me too much. And he got like Venom. Yeah, and drove away. And of course, you know, being, I had never experienced anything like that. I don't know if you know anybody that's been in a physically abusive relationship, but it com- becomes very disempowering very quickly. Um, he had told me a lot of things before, like, sorry, you made me hit you and stuff like that, but never told me I couldn't do something. So that was the night I left. It Yay! Was, yeah. I, <laughs> passed, I cried some <laughs> more. I got my keys, went to my parents' house, got my dad's Pinto station wagon, and proceeded to move out everything that I came into the marriage with. So, um, yeah. And then I started over. Uh, Within a couple of days, I had a a room in a three-bedroom home with some coworkers that just happened to be looking for a roommate. Mm. Uh, Reopened a new bank account with just my name on it. And just, like I said, started over. Started paying off all the debt that had accumulated. And um getting myself back in a better position. And then about six to eight months later, I had people going, Wait, how did you just do that? <laughs> Teach me to right. do what you just did. Right. So I actually started teaching people how to get out of debt. And that's how I started teaching others. So right.
0: And here's the thing is you don't have to be at rock bottom to have Joyce help you get out of debt. (laughs) You do not have to have an abusive husband, but if you do, she would be somebody that would help. Yeah. You don't have to hit bottom. I think this is such a juicy point to hang out at Joyce, because at the, at the time of this taping, um, Pretty much everybody I know is on lockdown, and a lot of my friends and their families, people can't work. I mean, this is a time when everybody gets a, you know, to push the pause button, which causes a lot of anxiety right? Uh, Wouldn't you agree? I mean, it's not, it's not the opportunity that we would have maybe wanted, but but it's
1: the opportunity that we have been given at the moment. This is the perfect time. (laughs) Money is like air. So when you don't have enough of it, that's all you think about. And that's totally the wrong energy to be in. Mm. Right? Because you know, when you put negative energy towards things, then you get more negativity back, right? Women totally don't relate to money the way men do. Women are very relational. Money is very linear. So when you can learn to have a relationship with your finances, change that energy that you Mm -hmm. put towards it, it's not, oh my God, I only have $5 left. It's, hell yeah, I have $5 left. Hell if you yeah. kicked the dog every time you walked in the door, how many more times do you think that the dog after a while is going to bring be- you wagging its tail anymore? Hell no. <laughs> right. It's going to yeah. run the other way. Right. Money's the same way. It's energy. Just like we have energy, money has energy. That's why it's called currency.
0: Right, because it needs to flow. The money Absolutely. needs to flow, ebb and flow. Yeah. I had somebody I had somebody give me a tip when we were doing a um rather than um, abundance, which is more flow, um, somebody had instructed her to um, focus on accumulation of mm-hmm. funds, right? Savings, because she hadn't been thinking in those terms that, that she would accumulate. She um, was an entrepreneur, but she didn't have the fabulous training like your father gave you. <laughs> she was an entrepreneur, and somehow she missed the profit margin. <laughs> um, uh, she, she knew how to make money flow, (laughs)
1: Um, I lovingly (laughs) call those people sieves they have a great influx and they have no idea where it all went
0: yes 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 so rather than the Theophilus thistle successful thistle sifter and sifting a sieve full of unsifted thistles rather than (laughs) having the rather than having the money come to you and seep out um, what tips can you, what c- tips can you give for accumulation of funds or
1: um, manifestation? Right. So you definitely need to be mindful of where it's going. You want a controlled flow out, not just the, you know, like when you run water through the colander and wash off your pasta, right? <laughs> yes. So, All these visuals,
0: I, these visuals are very good for me. So thank yeah, you, Jason. Yeah. I'm very
1: visual <laughs> as well. So yeah. that's, I like to to speak into that when I can, especially when you're on audio, right? It's like, absolutely very important. And you need to have that influx. You need to, and you need to not be in the panic. That's the big thing, is that you don't want to be in that place of panic because when you're in that place of panic, then you start to shut the faucet off, even though you're not meaning to.
0: Yes, that is when the sphincter of the flow, um, <laughs> if, you'll pardon the, if yeah. you'll pardon the expression, tightens up. It, the flow becomes restricted because you tighten up under stress or you right. um, constrict, um, right. if I have that correct.
1: Yes, yeah. absolutely. So how so can we, we not mistrust- contract? Yeah. You need to make sure to stay in that positive energy, no matter what it is or optimistic energy. Some people don't like the word positivity because they think it's like all rosy and you don't see the bad. It's not that you don't see the bad. It's that you, that's not where you want to focus. Right. Cause right. You no. Know, what we focus on grows where we put our energy. That's the thing that's going to grow where our attention goes. So we want our attention on what's still coming in, how we can continue to make money. You want to not say, and if you catch yourself, that's okay. You've caught yourself, but then you need to change what it is that you've said. So you need to be very mindful of your self-talk to yourself. It's not that I can't afford whatever it is. It's, even if the, like now, some people's businesses are very restricted, right? The flow is not there as much as it was. So you need to be in a, in a powerful state to be able to tap into all your resources that are there and you need to be in a beautiful state of mind to do that. So you need to say to yourself, how can I afford whatever it is? how can I come up with the money to do whatever it is? And that gives your brain a chance to be resourceful. And when you're doing that from a place of calm and a place of empowerment, then you allow yourself to be resourceful and to come up with those ideas that will continue to propel you forward to the clients or whatever it is that you need to accomplish. If you, you know, get into the overwhelm and the panic and all of that, that cuts off your ability to be resourceful.
0: Amen. Sing it sister. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You need to stay focused. Now my, my training was not um, by an entrepreneur entrepreneurial parent, but my training was as an actor. Mm-hmm. Right. Actor. Number one thing that I was taught as an actor was to set your intention Yeah, because your attention goes where you've claimed your stake or your intention. And it's so ironic that I'm still teaching that same thing all the time. Right. Set your intention to find a way through. Make it right. fun. Make it a game. Make it looking for something.
1: Right. Yeah, that's the thing is that it's like, how can I, right? You don't have to know the how, but if you ask yourself how, then you allow yourself to come up with those ideas. Where is it that you need to go? Where is it positive wise that you, what you want to accomplish? So you set that intention on This is where I want to be. This is where I want to be in six months. This is where I need to be at the end of the year. Reverse engineer that. What is it that you need to do to accomplish whatever that goal is, right? And there's more than one way for you to get there. Um, You may come up with a plan and start to execute on that plan and it might not work out the way that you envisioned it, right? It's not the path, it's the fact that you planned and you came up with a starting point and a way to go. There's more than one way to bake a cake. There's more than one way to sweep a floor. But you, the thing is is that you need to plan and execute. You have to take action in order to accomplish anything. Absolutely. You have to point the arrow for it to make it
0: to the target. <laughs>
1: right. Right. Exactly. Sometimes we get so hung up on the how, we ask ourselves how, and we come up with the plan, and we're so fixated on that that's how it has to happen. That's not how to hap- how it has to happen. You can't get hung up on the how. As long as you achieve the goal at the end, that's really all that matters. It doesn't matter how you get there. Right. Because you might, fa- yeah, so you, you actually can't make
0: a mistake as long as you're moving, right? right. Uh, yeah. uh, I mean, unless you start going the other direction, I right. guess. Right? You may have unless- other t- opportunities
1: <laughs> or things that come into your path that might not be on the plan, right? But you can't get, if it moves you towards your bottom line goal, end goal, then it doesn't matter how you get there. Absolutely. I love to being
0: open. Um, This is something because you're an entrepreneur and you, and I think most of your clients are entrepreneurs, are they? Is that correct? They are, yes. Um, So I love this. Entrepreneurs have a different kind of mindset, right? It is a, it's a different kind of mindset. And if some of our friends out there that are listening aren't entrepreneurs, you know, this may sound a little bit scary to you, but (laughs) having more than one income stream, Right. Which doesn't mean that you're not a master at at what you're doing and and offering, but having passive income or having more than one income stream and sort of not putting all your eggs in one basket. I think that is something that I learned um, as an entrepreneur. Although yeah. some people, some people look at me and they're like, Ariel, there's way too many baskets. I'm like, I'm just <laughs> very abundant. Right. There's, too, I am, I have a lot of different skills. So I just like, can you talk
1: about that multiple income streams and how people Absolutely. Can manage- and that is super important, especially right now. And I'll give you a perfect example. My heart is totally breaks for this gal that I know. Um, she, I met her through e-women network. She is here in Boise she um, took on a rental space and turned it into an event center. That was her only income stream. And she, I mean, we haven't even been at this barely a month now, and she's filing bankruptcy because she oh, put all of her eggs into that basket and the income was totally cut off. And even with a good furniture. plan. I bet went she out had and agreed. bought And all, you know, the lease payments and all this other stuff. And she has absolutely zero income coming in to that event center. And so she's having to refund all these brides that have, you know, booked for later in the year and every, she just can't keep it floating to even get past this first 30 days. Oh, goodness. Yeah, and so that's so important that we have um, either a business that can pivot. Like the other thing that I found very interesting is the people that have had um, actual live events scheduled during this time frame. Some of them have pivoted and taken their events online. So those speakers are still speaking. The event is still happening. It's just happening in a virtual realm right through via zoom or whatever other platform that they're going to use other people just threw in the towel and totally canceled their event either because they didn't know how or didn't want to put forth the effort to change their venue from an actual physical in person to an online so you need to know more than one way to facilitate your business a lot of my um, financial clients were in person my coaching business has been online for years right but my physical um, financial clients were in person well it's very easy for me to take those meetings and say, Hey, we can still meet. We'll just meet on zoom. Here's the link, go here, download this. It's super easy. There's some tutorials. If you have any questions, let me know. And I've still been able to continue that side of my business because I knew how to work via zoom because of my coaching business. So, um, You know, multiple income streams, passive, like you said, there's other passive income streams, there's active income streams, some need you to be there, some don't. Even if you have a nine to five job, you can have multiple income streams. You can start um, You know, some other type of a business, you can do Airbnb, you can drive Lyft or Uber. So there's other things you can do so that you always want to have a plan B and you want to have the plan B before you need the plan B. Right Has because plan when plan B. A gets cut off is not the time to start a plan B. Right, right.
0: You know, I work for um I work for a tutoring agency um teaching um public speaking to kids and I've been associated with this particular agency um I love them. I helped them develop programs 15 years ago. And I started teaching with them again recently, just at the beginning of this year, right before the pandemic hit.
1: Mm-hmm. And we
0: had to, and um, when the pandemic hit, we, we had been seeing kids, you know, up until the time that they started saying, you know, everybody's got to stay home. But um I just mentioned to them, you know, we could do all of this on Zoom. And they were, they were so grateful for this idea. Otherwise, that whole business model would be tanked, right? right? So now we're training the instructors. We've got all kinds of things going on. It's just a different way of thinking of things,
1: right? right? Um, you know, and people that may be unemployed at this time, we all have a unique, innate talent that we've been given. That you may or may not be aware of. Maybe you're aware of it, but you haven't utilized it in years. It's time to take it out and dust it off and figure out how to teach people that online. That yep. is another income stream. And it's a talent that you were given for this exact purpose. And I believe in the law of
0: attraction. And if you're listening to this right now, you have something to share. If you're listening to this with Joyce and Ariel right now, you have something to share. So dig deep during this self-imposed, um, I feel like we've all been sent to our room, right? We've all been um, kind of sent to our room to think of, go to your room and think about it, okay? <laughs> so go to your room and think about it, everybody. In a not punishing way, I, you know, use that to really dig deep. What is your passion? What is your joy? What can you share? What can only you share with the world?
1: (laughs) Right. And there are some fabulous books out there too. If somebody, you know, isn't sure, there's great coaches or mentors that people can connect with to, you know, help drag that out of them. Sometimes, usually it's something that we're so just good at that we don't even think of it as a talent because it's just so natural to us right? Just like the money thing. When I did what I did, I didn't do it. I just did it. It was like instinctive on how to do that. And so when other people were like, wait, how did you just do that? I was like, oh, it's so easy. What do you mean? You don't know how to do that? (laughs) It's like, here, let me show you. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, and you're, that's the other thing that I want to bring up too, while we're on the, you know, since we're talking finances is so many people have shame about where they are financially. And you don't know what you don't know. And there should be no shame unless you've purposefully stuck yourself in the toilet. Then there should be no shame about where you are. Because, well, like I, I that, said in like... the beginning, <laughs> right? Unless your parents know, there's no way that you can know. You know, even if you know who Dave Ramsey is and you've heard him, now, I'm not a huge Dave fan, and sorry, Dave, if you ever hear this, but I don't like how he shames people because there is no shame. Credit cards have a purpose, right? Right. No, you shouldn't be living off of them, but they do serve a purpose. Bankruptcy serves a purpose, Right you know, you don't want to go file bankruptcy just to get, you know, yourself out of debt if there's a better way for you to do that. But bankruptcy does serve a purpose. So you just have to learn, find someone to learn from. This is something that's really um, tough in this current situation because it's a huge challenge. More than 75% of American adults have less than a $1,000 in the bank. So how is it that those people are going to be able to navigate this situation that we're in? Even if they file unemployment and they get the $600 a week or whatever it is that they're supposedly going to change unemployment to, it's still going to take a while to get that money. And we're, they're not going to continue that forever, so if somebody is in that position it, it is what it is, right but again, you don't want to get into the panic and overwhelm about it because then you doesn't allow you to be resourceful if you are eligible for any of the CARES act stuff that's been put out, they need to apply for it immediately, which may not be available by the time this comes out, but um, that money, even though it's, you know, at this point 2 trillion and they're talking about extending it to 4 trillion, it, it, there's lots of people. It's gonna go fast. And that money's not going to last very long. And then we're gonna have to make up for it on the back end with taxes and other things, which then affects people's investments and retirement. So it's just this huge ball that um, if you don't know how to navigate it, I would highly encourage people to contact a financial professional and talk with somebody so that they can get some answers on how to not get, you know, themselves into a worse shape later on. So absolutely. And remember
0: stay focused on gratitude and what you've got. Focus on your family that you love. Don't focus on the panic, because panic only begets more panic. Fear only begets more fear. You know, find a financial mentor, find a coach, find somebody to handhold you through the process so that you don't feel alone. And there's no way. I, I mean, we have to somehow sh- sh- um, we have to somehow reframe this so that we're right. in a state of, of joy, and we're in a state of creativity, or it's going to destroy us. So you get, exactly. to cho- you get to choose right now, whether you want to succumb to the panic or whether you want to go, Oh boy, we get to figure out a puzzle. That's <laughs> I right. know that's a huge that's- leap. I know it's a huge exactly. leap, I mean, you know, but, um, but, but we have to find what we love and dig deep for our passions and our creativity, find and reach out for help, um, yeah for a professional to, to, um, to um, shine, shine the way with their, um, with their lantern to lead you through the path. Um, exactly. I think that's really important. Don't be, yeah. there's absolutely no shame in, in reaching up to get a leg up from a mentor or a
1: coach. Absolutely, every day we do have a choice. Every day when we wake up, we make a decision to have a great day or not. And we have different points during our day when things happen or are introduced to us, how we want to respond to them. You need to respond and not react. It's totally different energy.
0: Amen. So Joyce, this is super duper juicy. But if you had just one super tip that you can give to our listeners um, today that they can take away and put to action in their life right now, what would it be?
1: Um, Pull your head out of the sand and really take a look at where you are. And if it's not a good place, that's okay. Then reach out and get on a more empowered path,
0: no matter what that
1: is, no matter whether you have the flow coming in or the flow's been cut off, right? There's always a way out of everything. We just have to, like you said, make a decision. This space between our ears, (laughs) that holds our brain. um, That's where... 90% of our successes in anything that we do is how we approach it and what we decide to do going forward. Awareness is your first step to changing anything. So when you have the awareness, then you can make the decision to take action and make your situation better. So Don't be the coyote on the railroad tracks with the train bearing down, pulling down the shade, expecting, (laughs) you know, I don't know if you ever saw the Roadrunner cartoons, but um, yeah, he was a great one for ignoring what was going to come next. The imminent disaster that was headed his way. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. Wonderful. Well, Joyce, as always, it's great, great to spend time with you. Can you give um, a Can you give your contact information in case our listeners are thinking that maybe you're a good fit for them to reach out to
1: you? Absolutely. So they can reach me via email at Joyce J O Y C E dot blue, b l u e, just like the color. Yes, that really is my last name. At wealth wave.com. Um, or they can find me on Facebook at empowering you L E C. So Larry echo Charlie.
0: Very good. Oh, I saw that. I saw that, um, military background coming out right there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending some time. It's been way too long. We have to do this again soon. And I also want to thank our listeners for checking us out and for leaning in. And if you do need any sort of financial support, any sort of mentoring or coaching to help you find a way through, please don't hesitate to reach out to Joyce Blue at this time. Okay, everybody, that's all for me today. I want to thank you so much. Until next time, happy healing.